and a wonderful welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Weekend Podcast, where for you Jumps fans, we've got an absolutely action-packed weekend full of uh, bets, tips, all sorts, previews uh, from Ascot, the Burn Group, uh, Chase there, we the London uh, Gold Cup, uh, the feature races there, the Charlie Hall at Weatherby. Um, with the the West Yorkshire hurdle there, and the the, the principal race in Ireland, the uh, Jameson Irish Whiskey. It's not the Labrooks Championship. Labrooks terrible bookmakers, and it's the always will be the Jameson Irish Whiskey Chase there at two fifty, heading heading the feature in Ireland. And with me tonight are fabulous fabulous panelists, uh, John Ling of John Joe's Blogspot. Good evening, John. Good evening, Lee. Good evening to you, sir. Uh, Catherine Fry's back. Um, it's so so good to hear Catherine because obviously I was ill last week. Catherine, are you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Lee. Good, thank you. Good stuff. Um, and Andy Richmond is back after chairing last week, um, and also nailing a winner. You, you you did it on the Sunday in the old run chase with all mankind battling off some uh, <laughs> some ungenuine sorts in the closing stages. It, it was a bit hairy, wasn't it? But um, he got there in the end. One of the few times I'd like to see Mr. Skelton from the front. I feel like I've been jocked off actually this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, no, off. no, like the gate job. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Andy will be back in the chair um, <laughs> uh, as, as 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 time goes by this winter. As will Catherine, because um, Catherine's due to present some uh, more shows. Catherine, obviously, media trained, unlike my gin fueled self. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so I'm sure you want to hear some different voices in the chair from time to time, and we will provide that this winter. Um, anyway, lovely contrast, really, isn't she? Rad like Jane Chalice. I think. It, it, well, Catherine chaired it, chaired it uh, a, a bit back, and you know, after because Catherine did most of it last winter, and then Catherine chaired chaired the show a bit back, and it's you, you can tell when someone's you know just sort of like done yeah done this before kind of thing, and, and you know trained and very silky smooth, so it'd be interesting. Um, um, to see Catherine back in the chair with Andy this winter, um, uh, giving me a break from time to time, especially on the jumps, because obviously Catherine and Andy are better on the jumps than than probably me and John, I would say, over the winter. But nevertheless, we'll stick our hat into the ring and we're going to start with our three best bets of the week. And this is a popular feature of the show because we've we've turned the show around in terms of just waffling on. And now we get our best three bets in reverse order. One point, two point and three points uh, for new listeners. And and I'm going to start off uh, with John. Yeah. Yes, you first. Um, your your one point bet. So your third best bet, John, of uh, Saturday. What 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 is this, please? Uh, this won't surprise you. It's over the jumps. I was hoping to sneak this in while Catherine wasn't listening. You know, <laughs> while, while she was just finishing off her tea. Apparently, I've been told she's been fed direct from the knife tins of Prince's corned beef sliced by salt bay. <laughs> <laughs> so I told you where I to live on the bast, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. With a bit of gold glitter on. Yeah, I can't. Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, my third best bet of the day is in the 355 at Ascot. It's an obvious look called Peking Rose. I thought this shaped quite well last year in some bumpers with an excellent card. It's from the family of an old favourite of mine before I had my sense to follow the jumps called Rose Ravine. Um, as I say, showed good farming bumpers, one of Carl. And ran with credit band uh, Napa's Hill a couple of times, so that's oh. my third best bet. So that's Peking Rose, John's third best bet of the week. At the, he wants you to nick the three to one with bet three six five and uh, relieve Denise Coates of, of her many millions and billions. Um, a Fergal O'Brien runner, with Paddy Brennan on board, and that's John's third best bet of the week. One point at three to one. Mr. Richmond, Andy Richmond, beaming after Green Bay's win at Arizona on Thursday. I'd yeah. like to know. I, I'm expecting big things. Big, our, big for team, eh? Yeah. Big things from from you this week, Andy. What is your third best bet right. of? Like Saturday? John, we are going to Ascot, mm-hmm. and we are going to the 245, which is the two mile one furlong handicap chase. Should be run at a good pace because Editor the Key is in it. I think the key to this race is probably last year's or last season's, I should say, Red Rum Chase. Uh, on the Aintree, where uh, Edith McGee obviously won that. Sully Doc AA was uh, second. And Ferrero Bamboo was third. Now, it's nearly Venetia time, isn't it, over the old sticks? Always Venetia time. Well, I know. <laughs> always always, always Venetia time. You and I share a, a fancy there, I think. Uh, <laughs> so I don't have to what, be... I do Nothing wrong with a bit of Venetia, but um, she had to settle for second place in this last year with Iblio. I'm hoping she'll go one better with Ferrero Bamboo this year. Um, he's been uh, he was well beaten for the first three starts for this yard. Uh, but um, I think that uh, that run in the red run was certainly one that I would want to uh, want to mark up a little bit um that was a decent run last year he's 10 pound better off with editor de Guy for eight and three quarter lengths uh, this is a race she's done well in before and uh, as with iblio uh, and i'm hoping she's going to go one better this year so ferrero bamboo one point hopefully at around five to one uh, i'm going to uh, be generous here to you because oh. um uh, better, it's available at better odds than five to one at the oh. moment, I believe. Just checking, just checking. Uh, yep, Ferro Bamboo. I'm going to give you the sixes, Andy, oh, with uh, with Denise Kurtz again. Would it be uh, better be than three six five would actually give me? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so, so six to one. Went west, went west several years ago. Absolutely. Um, you know, everyone's struggling on that front, but six <laughs> to one. If you've got a bet three six five account, that's Andy's third best Ferro Bamboo. There in the 245, the Burn Group handicap chase. Before I come to Catherine's third best bet, I'll just chip in with mine, which is um, in Andy's race, actually going head to head. I'm with Sam Thomas's Grey Diamond um, from that Red Rum race. Um, yeah. My case really is that he's a better horse right handed. He was edging right at his fences. Um, the time before that, he'd won at Sandown, beating Dostal Phil. Obviously, Dostal Phil reversed the form. Um, he's nine pound better off 
uh, with Eddie Eddie to to the gi, and Sam Thomas is absolutely flying at the moment and obviously gets them ready after a break. So with the yard in blistering form, gets them ready back right-handed. I think if he jumps swiftly and gets in an early rhythm, um, he's going to take a lot of beating. Um, I'm just wondering if, if Editor De Geet, who's quite weak in the market, as I see this evening, uh, whether he'll be fully tuned up um, for reappearance. I'm not so sure whether this would be the... I don't, I'm not so sure. I've just got a feeling that, that may, maybe it could be Grey Diamond's day tomorrow from Sam Tom, the Sam Thomas yard. So that's my third best bet. One point win, Grey Diamond um, at uh, 11 to 2 with uh, Billy Hills. Um, so if you can get that, good luck. Catherine, your third best bet of the weekend, please. Unbelievably, it's in the same race. <laughs> ah, lovely. Um, Solly Doc AA. Um, ah. So obviously, one on this card last year. He's he's gone up from one two five to one four seven. I think two miles is his trip really. So he was beaten by the favourite for this race at Entry in the Red Rum. I kind of have it in my mind that he might marginally prefer going right-handed. And I think it was a cracking win at Ascot last year. Really seemed to appreciate the course. So he's my third best bet. And I'm going 0.5 points each way. So a little each way pinch there for Catherine Fry uh, with the JP earned uh, Anthony Honeyball trained Richie McLernan in the saddle. Mm-hmm. And the odds on offer at the moment, as we record, are a general seven to one available for Catherine. So seven to one each way, a pleasure uh, for Sully Dock. So three of us going going against each other in the same race. That was I was a reverse combination forecast, probably. Yeah, that could be a and try cast all sorts there. So yep, uh, you can make your mind up there on what what you what you think's the best case made by uh, what by one of our panelists. And um, we'll move on to our second best bet then. Um, I will kick us off, and um, we go to the one twenty at Weatherby, and I'm very keen on Mister Point. Um, the Mister Point trained Jerry Kerr. Uh, rock or rock a rock um northern accents are never the best to pronounce these um so jerry Kerr rock looked for me a super chaser in the making uh when 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 over hurdles last season um i think that he will improve massively for fences i think his physique tells you that um his form over hurdles is pretty rock solid and in a, in a race here where horses have been generally running well in handicap chases, I don't think there's nothing uh, hidden in this. And I do believe a quality of, of Jericho Rock, I, I think, will take this in his stride. I do think he can get to the, the mid-140s, and I'm excited to see what he can do over the larger obstacles. So for me, this is a perfect starting point. It's the right track. It's the right trip. Um, you will get a bit further. And if you don't, fair enough, if the price collapses by the time you listen to this, don't worry, get yourself on Betfair. I'll guarantee you will go bigger in running. Um, you know, he, he's not the type that's going to win on, on the Billy Idol. He, he he will take time to get into his into his stride in the straight. You know, he's not, he's not going to look pretty, but I think he'll get the job done and draw away in the closing stages. So he's my two-point win bet. Um, at four to one available, that's in the one twenty at weather weather, weather bait. Jericho, Rocky or Rock or whatever. Um, Catherine, I'm going to come to you for your second best bet of of Saturday. Okay, my second best bet is sorry, it's not actually on Saturday, it's on Sunday. Sorry, that's fine. Throw a curveball in there. It's in the Cork National on Sunday. Uh, I've gone for yep. the type of horse that you, you'd really want for a race like this. Um, screaming colours. 
Uh, he's very lightly raced for a 10-year-old. He loves the trip on the ground, loves the marathon trip. He's a proper stayer. He can hit a few, but it's nothing too bad. He's never fallen in his career yet. I'm hoping I'm not putting the kibosh on him there. Um, it should be, I haven't seen any prices for Sunday yet, but I would imagine, I can't imagine him going off favourite. So I think I'll go a point each way. Okay, lovely. Screaming Colors. I know this is a favourite horse of yours because you've mentioned mentioned him Ooh, before on this on, yeah on this pod and to me privately you've you've said how much you like him and yeah. and I, I i think this is an horse with, with immense talent and i just wish he wouldn't make so many mistakes at times um which kind of does sometimes cost him but i see where i see where you're at with this um he's six to one with william hill so, oh, he's six to one, is he? All right, we'll go two points on the nose then. Oh, oh, oh we're on the nose, bro. That's yeah, it, we're on the nose. Yes. No messing about. Let's wipe this um that you, you, this profit. Get get it going. So six to one screaming colours for Catherine in the Cork National. That's the uh, if you want the race time, it's three o'clock on Sunday at Cork. That's Cat. And and what we'll do is to be fair to Catherine, um, if it's bigger, I'll, we'll we'll have a look at the prices. Sort of, you know, when 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 prices come out, you know, it's sometimes not fair when only one book uh, to choose from. So that's Catherine's second best bet of Saturday. Uh, coming to you, Andy, for your second best bet of of the weekend. Right. Well, we had a real toss up with this one because <laughs> there's two I really like in the same race. Ah. So if you see me. Gotcha. Now, we are racing together tomorrow, so if you see me throwing the plates around at 3.40 uh, or just after, you'll know why. Um, but in the end, I came down narrowly on, I'll tell you the name of the other horse as well, um, so everyone can have a good laugh when it does beat this one in a photo or something. Um, half a piece we're going for, bit of Pam Sly. Now, yes. Pam's got a very good record with uh, horses, for those of you who like your stats, uh, with her horses that come back uh, from 150-day break or 150-day breaks or more, although it didn't go that well for Fransham this afternoon under that particular system, but she's got a reasonable strike rate and, and some good uh, winners above expected. Um, so she does well at prices. Now, half a piece as didn't run particularly well when we last saw him uh, at Sandown. He was well below form. I think he was probably over the top by then. But he has run well at uh, and cruised into races at Weatherby on three occasions now, uh, trading pretty low. In fact, he's traded odds. Well, he traded odds on once and at 2.22 another time. And he also fell at Cheltenham uh, when he looked like he was going to come and win at the last. It was the race where um, poor Gina Andrews had that horrible fall last year which put her out for quite some while i think this is a horse with real talent he does travel well he's going to need to be delivered perfectly uh, by jack andrews who rides tomorrow but i do like pam sly's horses at weatherby um she's actually horses off 150 plus day breaks at weatherby she's three from 16 well, again good level stakes profit all have run pretty well to be honest with you uh, the horse's form at Weatherby is, uh, is four, two and a three. Uh, so he does genuinely like the course. Won't mind a little bit of cut uh, or even if it rains a little bit more. I think half a piece has got a decent, a very, very decent chance uh, in this race. The other one I really do like in this race, and I think he's got him pretty lightly, is Rattle Owl, who won last time out. He was beaten back at Kelso in May, but I made a note of him then and he's made... Uh, he's won two from three over hurdles at uh, Sedgefield in September. 
and he found plenty there last time out when he beat Mr. Kaplan there last time out. I do like this horse, and I will be having a saver on him, but for the sake of the second best bet, I'd like a point each way at half a piece. If we can take the six to one with four places, I think you're uh, almost guaranteed to get you at least get your dosh back, if not get a winner. But I will be having a saver on Rattle Owl as well in the same race. Good stuff, Andy. So, so that's the terms. Um, we're ignoring Denise's Kurtz of sevens with the three places. Andy wants the six, the, the the six to one, four places, um, uh, with half a piece. Uh, that there in Weatherby, and also he notes that if you want to do a saver, also maybe just to, just to cover the stake. If you are that. if you are a trader, Lee, then I think you know I think you'll definitely trade under whatever he goes off on Betfair because this horse does cruise yes. for a race. I just think he's got to be delivered spot on and you know sometimes it, that's a little bit difficult whether it be with the wide open spaces and it's a fair old run from the last but um so if you are a trader i'd probably stick in a couple of low lays as well to save your stakes good stuff so that's andy's second best bet of the weekend uh the race there at weatherby 340 race um john your second best bet of the weekend please uh, for the second best, and it's in the 6.30 at Wolverhampton, and it's a horse called The Moon a Balloon of Samantha Prescott's. Interesting. This was a bit of a rarity because it was off for all it's worth on debut. Um, Ryan Tate kicked it into the bridle the minute the stalls opened, but unfortunately the fact that it was first time out and green as grass it uh, took a bit of a step back then he chased it into a bit of a blind alley and had the filly going a bit keen she had to sit where she was because it was the usual pontefract single file peloton as they ran down the side of the track um there was a kill task gifted a soft lead and uh, that one's gone on to place in a listed race afterwards tony beatner Four lengths or so. This one was running on better than anything at the finish. I think she'll be a lot wiser tomorrow. Got Thrasher Morris on top instead of Ryan. And these look fairly geese like, to be honest. I, th- I think this will probably wipe the flow with these. I love that confidence. Um, so it's a filly by See the Moon uh, out of a Dylan Thomas mare. So should shouldn't have no problem with the old weather on the Dylan Thomas side, anyways. Um, and one for some art that for Denford stood that basically looks like I mean it's, it was five to one on debut John it looks the type not like the typical Prescott let's get handicapped this is the Prescott let's go and um, this, this go and pop up at San Clue in November in a group three or something I think yeah I, I mean it's I mean it's, it's you know it's quite a nice pedigree as well um, mm. on the dam side um, so. They'll be very keen with this, with it, with it being stud owned. You can bet your life this will be a Prescott trier. So, John, um, I, can I ask, are you going to go winner each way on this? Oh, straight win. Straight win on the on the nozzle. Oh, and I'm going to get. So it's a two point win bet for John at eleven to two with Sky Bet if it's still there by the time you listen to it, uh, which it won't be, of course. Um, so yeah, <laughs> as John's raff, snifling it up now. No, the 11 to 2 there for the moon is a balloon is John's second best bet of the weekend. Okay, we come on now, uh, drum roll time, to our best bets of the weekend. This is the one where we 
you know, were waxing lyrical. So I'm going to come round to Andy first for your best bet right. of the weekend. I'm going to go the for the London Bato Gold Cup um, and the 320. And I'm going to take on the favourite here of indication, although, I mean, he's actually not run this way round since winning this in 2019. Uh, he, despite the fact that he's much better right-handed. He's seven from eight right-handed, but he was two to one favourite on that occasion off a mark of 151. He's now off 158. I think if you take him three to one, you would have liked to have seen him run, to be quite honest with you. Um, he seemed to lose a bit of his confidence when he had that fall in the Labrooks Trophy, didn't he? Um, well, it's actually the you know the, the Hennessy to you and I. And then they ran him over hurdles. There's a few, quite a few dangers in this. The old boy Regal Encore has got a fantastic course record. Um, he'll be old enough to buy a drink soon, won't he? Um, <laughs> Sojourn is another one who I notice has been nibbled at. He strikes me more as a, a Welsh national horse. This, you know, you know, giving a, off a bit of a break. But we are going to go with John Beebe, um, who I thought um, ran into another good Kimbaby chaser, Happy Go Lucky at Aintree. Uh, that was uh, when he was. Uh, uh, then he was uh, second uh, on Grand National Day. Um, ran pretty well in that. Tom Lacey's horses are going well at the are going well at the moment. He's run well off a break before. Even if we get a bit more precipitation, that won't really that won't really matter. I still think he's actually pretty. I think he's still pretty well handicapped, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think he's thrown in by any stretch of the imagination, but he does um, he does run well. Um, uh, the break will have done him good. He's one off fresh before, I think around sort of 13 to 2. I think he's probably a pretty decent bet, actually. A few others in here. Jerry's back, you could give a chance to. But I thought John Beebe, if I want to take on the favourite without laying him, I thought John Beebe, if I can get the 13 to 2 with four places each way, was a pretty knocking good bet. Um, so you want the four places, Andy? So that, yeah. yes, you can get the 13 to 2. In fact, I mean, this we've got to be generous here. Um, I mean, if you've got a Betfair account, stranger, they're they're five places. Uh, no, 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 they've just cut. Sorry, no, they've just, yeah. I'm, I'm watching live prices. Um, no, you, <laughs> you can you can get yeah, thir- thirteen to two is acceptable. Four places um, for John BB. Yes, you have got that, and that is your. So that, are you going one point each way? Yes, one 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 point five points each way on 1. John. One point five points. Yes. For, 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 for the for the three point stake, yes, that's that's Andy's best bet there in the three twenty. And um, before we come on to uh, uh, mine, Catherine's and John's, uh, uh, I'd like to plug uh, our new website, which is uh, barstewards.co.uk, an easy one to remember for for people like me that are pretty rubbish at remembering anything. Um, and it's got all our profiles on there. And at the moment, there are two terrific articles written by. Um, uh, uh, John Lang, which honestly I I I adore the articles. I think they're, they're very very well written. And and check check the barstewards.co.uk out. We'll be writing articles on there. There'll be updates on there. There'll be the the Naps League table on there. Uh, it's it'd be full of information and obviously all free. So so basically just just lob along to barstewards.co.uk um, and enjoy yourself at the articles that we'll be uh, putting on there in written form. Um, and that's just another string to the bow of the podcast, which I hope you will enjoy. So, 
Right, we'll move on then to our final naps, our best bets this weekend. And I'm going to come to Catherine for your very best bet, because I'm excited, Catherine, for your best bet. What is it? <laughs> okay, best bet of the day is uh, Thomas Darby at Weatherby. Um, I think they finally found his trip with the three with the three miles. Absolutely no surprise when you see that he's a half-brother to Muirhead. He was always going to turn out to be a horse and needs needs a trip. Uh, he's he's had a few problems in his life. He did also at one stage run quite keen with his head in the air. But he's always promised to be a very nice horse. And I think the time has come now that we will see the real Thomas Darby cracking run at Aintree. He was only about four lengths off Time Hill. Uh, Sean Bowen in terrific form. The Bowen brothers are such fantastic jockeys and I'm so glad to see them getting um, a lot more chances now. Ollie Murphy in great form and I'm going for the for the full three points win, please. Bang, bang. Thomas Darby there for Catherine and the West Yorkshire <coughs> Hurdle. Seven to two available for her three points and hopefully um, that will do the business um, in the West Yorkshire Hurdle. Obviously, um, Paisley Park in, in contention, Mr. Tommy Tucker and the mayor of Paul Webber's uh, indefatigable. Um, but Catherine, very confident there on Thomas Darby in the 2.30 at Weatherby. Thank you, Catherine. On to John. No, in fact, no, John, John, I'll save you till last because you, you're, 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 you, you'll have a tremendous nap. I know you will. Um, so I'll go, <laughs> I'll go to my, um, my, my three-pointer, which is in the 2.10 at Ascot, which is the uh, listed uh, handicap hurdle. Um, and I'm very, very confident here in uh, the Harry Fry trained Boot Hill. Um, this is a handicapping rick of epic proportions. 135 this horse has rated. I can tell you now, this horse is being trained for the Arkle. Um, he's that good. Now, he's not going to be cherry ripe tomorrow. Um, but does he need to be cherry ripe off 135? You're not training a horse for the Arkle thinking you're not going to win a handicap hurdle off 135. And they really think this is top notch. I watched the win at Taunton and I'm, I'm very impressed with the horse physically, the way the horse can quicken and certainly the cruising speed the horse has. And I think he's going to make absolute mincemeat of this race. Um, like I said, he's not he's not fully wound up. Um, I've got that on good authority. But that really, if he was fully wound up, then he'd be a four to nine chance to win. He's literally the price to jump round and not get hampered. So it it literally is under mark of hundred and thirty five. Uh, fill your boots. Um, I do think this horse, you know, it might not look immensely impressive if, if he isn't fully wound up. But like I say, he has been trained for the Arkle this year, and he goes chasing after this after this pipe opener. But they're hoping that he will obviously win off 135, which looks very generous indeed. That's my three-point win bet at three to one, more or less generally available. Willie Mills, Unibet, uh, Betfred, Betway, whatever, you know, carry on. Uh, yeah, it's the three to one generally available. Uh, that's Boot Hill, uh, my uh, best bet of the weekend. John, your best bet, please. 258, New Market, Um <laughs> with the Moonlight. Has done yeah. little wrong. Probably found the ground too lively on debut. Afterwards, has gradually got the grip of things, and I thought it was really impressive last time. I think this is a filly with a bit of a future. 
where I think most of the opposition have their futures firmly behind them. Um, the kilt has a filly in this. The, the tail goes around like a propeller. How the hell he's managed to nick two races with there, I do not know. Um, <laughs> this is a really, really ordinary listed race for me. And I, th- I think you could probably nearly win this running in the I-80s. But this this thing's a little bit better than that. And uh, I, think, I think 11 to 4 is a pretty decent price about it, to be honest. Yeah, very very square price. Um, so eleven to four, John. That's with the moonlight. I mean, you imp- you you impress. I mean, I agree to be honest, John. I agree with you on one thing that I don't. I'm surprised how fairly weak this is. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. So eleven to four um, for John William Buick in the saddle in the Montrose listed stakes at two fifty eight Newmarket tomorrow. The full three points. At eleven to four, generally available. So, hopefully, um, you've you've filtered that info, and now we're going to look at uh, some uh, television action for the second half of the show. Uh, obviously, I think I think it's tremendous, uh, chaps. Tomorrow, apart from one thing that's kind of bugging me, that if you look at the the down royal timing tomorrow, you've you've got the champion chase at two fifty, um, which is obviously a, 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 a you know a brilliant a brilliant renewal really i i like i like the jameson renewal and then but then five minutes before it's the uh burn group you know handicap <laughs> chase a feature race at ascot you've no time to digest um you know like a really good race at ascot and then you're straight into <clears throat> in, into another this is the one bad thing about saturday planning if they're going to do this and they're going to have you know daft race times like at newmarket you'd think they'd work it out and think right wouldn't it be nice to get the you know just a little bit further gap. I mean, it's not like it's going dark, you know, at, at that time at the moment. Um, you know, they that, could just extend it a little bit. That's on to be late off as well, isn't it? Well, it will be, won't it? You know, I mean, ever you know, with with, with jockey club race courses, etc. <laughs> they're just horrendous. With the two miles and a furlong, we'll go at the wrong start. I think it's two miles <laughs> <laughs> because they're all chickens. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just that's the one that's the one bugbear I've got. Anyway, we'll get onto the TV action. So we'll start off, I think, at um, we'll go Weatherby first, and we'll go to the one twenty. So I'll sit this one out. Uh, if anyone's looked at the one twenty, um, uh, Andy, Catherine, John, any thoughts on the one twenty at Weatherby? Obviously, my my tip is the pipe horse. But... Go and make a cup of tea. Um, yes, I've got, I've, got, I've got one. I've got one. Go on. That ran pretty well last time out. Go back and watch the race at Worcester last time out that Corin Cross ran in. Um, Travelled really well into the race. Um, don't think the thing got home at all. Traded as low as 1.55. There's one over fences and hurdles in Ireland. Slight question mark about the ground if it got a little bit softer. And I do respect your uh, views on the pipe horse, Lee. I think he probably will be a, a pretty decent horse. But I think if you were looking for one that might trade quite well in the race, especially on your remarks and what you said about the pipe horse, Corin Cross, back in trip. The trip was too far last time. It didn't stay. But at two, if you stopped the race at two miles three last time, he was certainly the winner. 
And I think he's about, I'm just having a look, see what price he is on Betfair. I wish they wouldn't shove all these races up here because you have to find About, about, about nine, nine, nine to one. I mean, he's around sort of, you know, I mean, there's not much there at the moment, obviously, but 9.8, 10.5. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to trade that quite effectively because there's a few of these in this race who um, who don't really uh, travel throughout their races. Horses like Tanapino, Palexandra will be out the back. Temple Hills can't jump. Road Warriors probably a little bit overpriced as well in that race. So um, if you were looking for one to trade in that race, I'd definitely say Corrin Cross has got a decent chance, as long as it doesn't go to uh, to any slop with uh, weather be slinging on the water this week. And then it's rained, but it didn't look too bad there today. But uh, hopefully won't get any overnight. But Corrin Cross uh, back at a shorter trip is, um, is certainly worth a little pop, a little trade in that okay. race. So Andy, for you, for you bet fair traders, um, that could be one for you there. Corrin Cross trading at a shorter price. Uh, I thought times were fairly slow today at Weatherby. I mean, they've mm. given good to soft, good in places, but I'm I'm not so sure about that. I mean, you know, most of the things were double digits slower than standard, 17 to 20 seconds some races. Um, I'm I'm not convinced that that. I mean, there is a little bit of rain forecast tomorrow morning, due to be good tomorrow afternoon. But anyway, so Andy, he's a quite keen there on Corin Cross and he's noted that dropping in trip could trade at short prices so good stuff there uh, Catherine John anything else to add for the 120 uh, no <laughs> no John no. no we move on to the 155 which is the uh, mayor's hurdle and I, I did look at this um, I thought this was very tricky really re- one of those races where like I mean, this would be my look in a lottery, you know, like where you, you get the gun pointed at your head and said, you've got to pick the winner of this. <laughs> and and it's like, and if you don't, you know, this is the race I'd get. And, 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 and it's like, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it'd be my last gin. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, Marie's, the, for me, the race revolves around Marie's Rock because I think, like, whether this wind up will work again, uh, you know, very pleased to see Sean Bowen in the saddle and not not Nika. Um and that that could be interesting, Marie's, but only from a very slight interesting point of view. Um any views here, chaps, in in the in the mares? Well, the horse might actually settle this time if Sean's on it. And I would reiterate yeah. what Car- uh, what Catherine said earlier. It is love to see lovely to see the barn boys getting, you know, the proper respect i think they deserve because they're both incredibly good jockeys i think sean is incredibly underused to be honest yeah. with you. lovely lad and i think he's you know gives everything a ride so it'd be interesting to see if marie's right i mean this thing was favorite for the dawn run at the festival two years ago yep. um and obviously has only run what twice since it's got a heck of a lot of ground to make up on miranda uh from doncaster and they've tried it in a hood just needs to settle, doesn't it? I mean, the two obvious ones are Miranda and Molly Ollie's wishes. But like you, Lee, I don't think it's a race I'd really want to play. And there's far too many question marks in the race. But if Marie's Rock was on her game, I think she'd probably win this. But you couldn't be totally sure, could you? No, that's. I mean, I mean, I own the half brother to uh, her indoors. Um, or it might have been the full brother. Um, it might have been the full brother to her indoors, and he bled quite a lot. Um, so I'm quite surprised to see her indoors thrive mm. for hurdles and um, but yeah, so I'm kind of like tainted on that one because you know, I mean again my look again my look again I own the rubbish one. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Catherine John, any views on the uh, the mayor's hurdle? 
Yeah, uh, crack on you, Manny. Literally, I would only just concur with what you guys have said about Marie's rock. And if she is going to stage a comeback, then you know tomorrow's the day to do it really I think a, I think a whole season will be pinned on tomorrow but she's got the recent wind up and Sean Bowen on her side so that's all I was going to say about that carry on John yeah I'd, I'd rather fillet to Rhino than have a bet in the mare's hurdle <laughs> <laughs> John I saw a tweet a tweet from you today about about you'd you'd sooner rape a penguin and you well, like penguins. Wrong, wrong. I said I would still hear a penguin being raped. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Put, yeah, terrible from me there. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you like, like penguins. Raping a penguin, I tell. Yeah, no, no. None, none, none of that. Sorry, that's, that's the jigsaw. Yeah, anyway. um, but yeah, Marie's rock for Popeye then. Uh, I mean that that could be the sexy bet if anyone anyone's bothered in playing the mayor's hurdle. Uh, we'll move on to the two thirty, which is the West Yorkshire hurdle, uh, which Catherine has got her best bet of the weekend in Thomas Darby. Um, mm-hmm. I, another race that I found pretty difficult, really, because I mean, like Paisley Park's nine now, and you, you just you're just waiting for that horse to fall off a cliff, maybe. But then you look at you know you could say. If you're back in Paisley Park and you're a listener that likes the Paisley Park, you know, eight of the last 10 runs will win this. But, you know, that that's the thing, you know, is, is Paisley Park the same? Chaps, any thoughts? Andy, John? Well, my my thoughts would be around the, the sort of in-running market more than anything, Lee. I mean, what's going to go on here? Um, yeah. Mr. Master Tommy Tucker, I mean, you know, fair play to... Mr. Nichols, you know, he doesn't leave any many stones unturned. I mean, this thing's not the greatest jumper over fences, so it's worth trying him over hurdles. He generally sets off in front. I can't see any other pace in the race, really. Um, I imagine they wouldn't want to make the running with Thomas Darby. Paisley Park, um, another in-running angle. If you're going to back him, I mean, surely you want to back him in running. I mean, if you look at the profile of his, what, his last, several of his last runs... Um, he's always traded bigger in running. Is that, you know, where he dug Aidan Coleman out of a hole at Ascot last year. Even his stayers hurdle win, he traded higher in running. I mean, if you do want to back him, I mean, you know, you should be putting the, hitting the blue button uh, in running at much bigger prices. I think he's absolutely no value at anything under five to two that he is at the moment. And you could say the same about Indefatigable. Um, even, even her win at um, Pontefract on the flat of late, and she hit 21 in running there. Um, okay, it was on a bit of a bit of a slot, but I'm sure she'll trade bigger in running as well. Um, and Master Tommy Tucker, if you wanted to go the other way, I think would trade a little bit shorter. Um, it was, you know, it was Nichols' only entry in this, and I'd imagine they'd want to test the fitness of the others uh, and give it a sort of a bit of a, 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 a whiz from the front, really. Uh, and if you look at his I mean, he's 160 rated over fences. If you look at the figures, it doesn't put him far off Paisley Park, really. No. Um, no. So there's just a few ways. I mean, if I was sat at home, and I won't be tomorrow because you know where I'll be, um, I would certainly be either trying to use Paisley Park as a later back or backing him in running, depending on what your predilection is. Looking at Master Tommy Tucker possibly as one to shorten in running due to his run style and indefatigable. 
probably a little bit much too big to be a later back but I wouldn't write her off in running because she does find for pressure as we've seen in her last run at Pontefract on the flat and that amazing hurdles win at the Cheltenham Festival. Okie dokie, good stuff Andy. So some angles there for you folks, um, been an interesting race for sure. So we move on to the 305 which is the Charlie Hall and we've got surname uh, is currently 11 to 8 favourite to repeat last year's success. Um, obviously the doubts about going left-handed were, were, were put to, in possibly a slightly weaker race than this but, but nevertheless um, surname I think from my view would be the one to beat obviously repeating that that effort from last year uh, but doubts surrounding his well-being maybe any thoughts on this chaps? Yeah I think uh, Fusil Raffle is a fair alternative to surname whether wretched Leicester East campaign last year. Let's make no bones about it. I mean, North looked absolutely gone at the game. I mean, I, I backed this last year when uh, the market was against it and I kept backing it. Um, and I thought it came into this off a much better profile and it's coming into it this year. And it was like 9 to 4 and getting bigger all the time. 11 to 8, I, I couldn't entertain it after the way it shaped last year, last year in its last two races. Fusel Raffles comes here fit. Quite a few of them probably won't be their prime targets. I think this uh, this, 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 this is a fair, fair bet, opposing the favourite, I think. Okay, an interesting choice, John. Obviously, trying to give £12 to the very smart novice Brave Man's game. Um, Travelled very well at Newton Abbott um, and obviously blew up, I think, after travelling too well there. Um, a trip possibly a concern, but yeah, I mean, I, I get your point with regards to surname. Um, any any other thoughts, guys, on this? What John says is interesting. It's interesting that they've come here because they had three entries this weekend for Fusil Raffles. Uh, could have run him in the three-mile chase, handicap chase at Ascot and the Colin Parker. He was entered in that as well. So interesting that they come here. As you say, possibly three miles. You don't quite know. Surname, I don't know. He's one of those horses. Just I just couldn't back him at the moment. Be the first, first horse since um, Seymour Business to win this in successive years. Um, so, um, and that was way back in what two, in about two thousand. Um, Clondor Castle, if he'd have won, if he'd have run better last time out, I suppose the interesting one for me is Shan Blue, because he's, I mean, he's the lowest rated of these. They could have run him at Ascot. He had an Ascot entry off one forty eight. He's a sound jumper. Ground should be all right. Looks like they're willing to blow what could be a workable handicap mark with a, a bash at this. Uh, you know, it's sort of quite interesting. I mean, the others you think, Mighty Thunder, and there's a Scottish national winner. Um, you think that, I mean, I know he won over shorter as a younger horse, but you probably think it's a bit short for him now. I do like Kitty's Light as a horse, but I'd see that one more as a Welsh Grand National type of thing. And the last five year old to win this was Right Hand Man back in 1983. Topville Ben's got some recent decent course and distance form, but he hasn't really been up to it of late. I think if you were looking to take like take on take on the favour, I, I wouldn't write off Shan Blue. It's interesting that you know he's the lowest rate of these, and they come here. You know, they, if he does come win this, they are going to blow the handicap mark. 
um, hard to see where he goes if he wins this. And you'd think they'd have him pretty well tuned up. And they seem to have most of their horses fairly well tuned up at the moment. So it's a shame there's not one more race, uh, one more runner, because he would be a bit of a, might be the old thieves, thieves each way. Thieves but, each way. No, fair point. I mean, Dan Skelton. If you were looking for a, you know, one to oppose him with, he does jump pretty well. Um, you know, nine to two now. You know, he has been backed a little bit. It's not the worst price in the world. Um, and I'd be very interested to see how Kitty's light wins, because I do think that's it. He ran a nice race at, at Chepstow last time out. And I do think it's, the horse is pretty talented and has done well for the for the age he is. Um, you know, in experience. I mean, that's a terrific run in the in the Whitbread last year. I refuse to call it the, the other uh, title. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but if you were looking to take on surname... Chambler, but I, I, you know, it wouldn't be a, a strong feeling really. Just thought it was interesting. They were, were prepared to run it off 148. It, it is indeed, and like you said, Dan Skelton shares your confidence. He's quite confident in, in Chambler's order and uh, for coming here. So interesting uh, stuff from Andy. 340 race. Andy's already selected. Um, uh, he's betting half a piece and saver on Rattlow. Um So Catherine, John, any views on the 340? No. Nope. Catherine? Nope. No. Uh, just one mention from me, Weatherfront. Uh, Ian Jardine, Jack Tudor takes them out. Uh, 20 to 1 is is huge. Um, this horse has several pieces of form last season. Uh, second at Kelso to uh, um, uh, Chapman's Height. Um, and also uh, over this course and distance, um, when he was second to... I believe, if I can get my my, my notes up, um, he was second to Secrete Stream um, in in 2020 over this course and distance of mark of 127, 123 today. He's tricky in a finish, but if you want to play the place markets, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, Weatherfront could be a very big value bet uh, there because he's very capable off 123, but nothing strong. Right, I'll move on to Ascot. Um, a busy fair there, the 135 race. Uh, Kid Commander is five to two favourite. Any views here, chaps? Yeah, I think Sam Barton on there today. <laughs> I love that, John. I, I I love that. I just I, I think Sam Barton will mate. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, only thing I'm worried about is the trip because I think he's a he's literally a a three miler in the making plus bloody blah, yeah, and it worries. It worries me that they come to Ascot first time. Ascot's sharper than what people give it credit for. It's, it's on the inside. Um, so, yeah, but Sam Barton, I, I'm all I, I'm, I'm busting to see this horse. So, yeah, you, you, you're up for that, John. It's a bit of Sam Barton. Absolutely. So true. Yeah. Catherine? Uh, no, it, it's not really. If there were more runners, I might have. Um... I'd quite fancy the outsider each way, to be honest with you, Lord Baddersley. Um, yeah. Stable has been in a good bit of early form. His first time heard, uh, he went off way too clean, keen at Warwick, but he did jump well in the main. Um, but yeah, it's probably not probably not a bet for me with the seven months. Okie dokie. Andy? I would be rowing in with you boys. Uh, Sam Barton, I think he's a terrific horse, but I'd share your concerns shall we say about the trip and the track um and the one thing to say about ascot certainly over fences as well if you get in a little bit of you know a little bit fences are stiff there and if you get in a bit of a rhythm up front as well they are quite hard to catch so 
I'd rather, you know, I'd rather see, I, I can understand why they run him over two, three first time out. Probably don't want to knock the, the, the arse out of the horse. Um, but, you know, I do think he, he could be the best of these in time as well. At, le- at, at least they've managed to get Solo down to a, a proper handicap mark at last, rather than the ridiculous one he was given first of all. Was it 150, 155 after he won? It was like the second coming, wouldn't he? After he'd won the Adonis. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. but, interesting to see him. But no, Sam Barton, I'm interested to see. I wouldn't back him tomorrow but because I share your concerns. But I do think long term, he could well be the best of these. Good stuff. Um, we move on to the 210, which is uh, my best bet of the weekend. So I'll set this one out. Any thoughts to add on the 210? Uh, that's the uh, uh, Bato London handicap hurdle. Just no. to give me bollocks on Botel. I'll have to. Absolutely. This is. This is the real deal. It's just whether, like I say, is whether he's fitting up. And I, I, I genuinely feel that it's a waste of time backing anything else because if he, if if this guy turns up, then it's um, it's payday. Um, so yeah, uh, so that's a two ten. So a two forty five. This is the Burn Group handicap chase. Uh, ma- myself, Andy, and Catherine decided to uh, go head to head in this. John, so I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving this to you. It's a very attractive race, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I'll I'll uh, I'll probably just be letting the dog in for half an hour. I think. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you could. Uh, do, do you ever still watch the racing with the uh, stocker Ginger Hitler on a Saturday afternoon? I, I try not to, to be honest. <laughs> you can you can let the dog in and put the Ginger Hitler out. If I, if I had a dog I could put on the ginger Hitler like a Doberman or something, I'd be all <laughs> happy to. <laughs> um, right, so so that summed up the two the the uh, the, the two forty five. Uh, obviously, myself, John, Catherine, head to head in that, and John's pointing the dog out. Um, the three twenty um, is uh, Vindications race. He's current market leader, and he's got um his best bet here in john bb um and i'd be interested to know what catherine and john think to this um i'm i agree with andy on john bb actually i very it's funny i very nearly put him in mine and then but obviously um you know i didn't although we do have three in one race um but yeah john bb he's he's on my um he's been in my horses to follow list from last season yeah, so so John BB for Catherine and Andy. So that's quite that's quite that there are premium two national hunt judges, folks. So you might want to bear in mind that that both share the confidence there in John BB. John, another John. Come on, John. I, I was actually having a look at an outsider here, Rail Steel. Um, it was a little bit disappointing at Chepstow first time up. It only got beaten. Yeah, I, I, fanc- I yeah, fancied it. We fancied it that day, yeah. Yeah. Just, 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 um, Jockey gets off and says, Gelding hung right handed. Well, all right. One hang right handed here. It won't be a problem if it does. Um, I don't know. I, I just thought it might be worth a second chance at enormous odds. Is it, yeah, I mean, obviously we made the case last time that obviously it's taking on King George, uh, yeah. uh, stakes runners, 
and all of a sudden it turns up in a Chepstow handicap naturally. It was an amazing ride. Harry Cobden went 47 wide. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, I don't know what it was all about, but like Take you say, I mean... Back after a wind-up, you know. Yeah, I mean, like you say, 20 to 1. Wouldn't be the biggest surprise in the world ever. Um, I mean, like you say, if I fancied it last time out at 7 or 8 to 1 in a handicap chase, you know, why would you not have another look at 20s? Hmm. That's a very good point. Uh, real still, possible possible there. Possible there, folks. What do you think? Okay. Um, that, I don't follow this junk. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, this this is a track that Real Steel obviously ran, well, was was travelling really well until he made that bad mistake uh, last season uh, behind Imperial Aura. Um, if you remember the race, Imperial Aura won the race, Itchy Feet was second, um, and Real Steel was really going well. Um, you know, when 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 basically, you know, making a making a real catastrophic mistake three out. So, Oh God, who knows? Twenty to one. Interesting shout from John. That um, we move on to Ireland, Ireland, um, two fifty down Royal, which is their principal race, and I think it's a fabulous turnout. It's not many runners, but it's a fascinating race because usually in these races you get you get loads of scrap that's not off, and or either you know like like shouldn't be there, and yet you four runners here that that basically most people could make a case for and and probably, you know, are one of their favourites. Catherine, I'm going to start with you on the Irish race because you want a rant about this. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's not actually a rant about the race. I want two kind of rants, actually. First of all, if you compare the lineup to this to the lineup of our Charlie Hall, like, it's just, there's just no contest. Like, yeah. where are our three-mile chasers you know this if you remember back in the day that and i know like i am look i love cheltenham i was born and bred here but i the too much sort of focus on the festival does my nut in so no matter know what it does for everybody else um but do you remember the days when the charlie hall was actually one of the races that was on the pattern to go to the gold cup um Mm. and the state of it now like, it's crap compared to this damn roll. So that's one rant. Um, but that's that's just, I think, an, an ongoing problem of, of English national racing. My other rant is about the absolute disgusting way in which Bryony Frost is being treated for just dating. You've got your one fucking handgun. Oh, well, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was bullied as a kid because I was small and I grew up in a rough area. Fuck off. It's, that's nothing to do with it. Like, basically, this is complete and utter um, trying to intimidate her. Would he be doing any of that if she was a bloke? No, he wouldn't. It's misogyny, it's intimidation, and it's downright vile bullying. He, in any other walk of life, he would be, be like, there's the door, see you later. But as usual, it's closed ranks, you know, let's sweep it under the carpet, let's keep Bryony low-key for a bit. It's a fucking disgrace. I have never been so close in all my life to walking away from racing um the crap with i know gordon elliott's a fucking good trainer but does it not show the measure of the man that he sits on a dead horse an animal in his care you just you wouldn't do that to your cats 
Like, he's an absolute he's a disgrace of a man. His head's as big as the fucking world, and he really gets on my tits. How, who is he to tell Jack Kennedy that he cannot ride Milena Endo? Like, even yeah. in all of these clause contracts, he had... Uh, obviously, I'm comparing it to English racing, but, you know, the likes of AP likes of Dunwoody that they were always allowed to go and take outside good rides if that was was a very decent horse I think he's an absolute disgrace if I was Jack Kennedy I'd be telling them to get fucked like Jack Kennedy is good enough in his own right he doesn't need that fat twat behind him um (laughs) sorry I'm really on one about racing at the moment the complete silence from the fucking panorama program nobody has gone up to Sweden Muneer and gone hey, how did Fighter de Rock end up there? It's just complete silence. I am possibly at the end of this season, maybe even before, I, I, there's, not any, there's not much more that I can take in, in this. And it's got to a point where I'm like, you know what, I can't stand up for this sport anymore. I just like, it, 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 it's a pure disgrace. And I'm, I've never been so close in all my life to walking away from it. Um, I feel very sorry for Bryony. Fair play to her for having the balls to speak out. Um, fucking stopper done there, waving his dick around in front of her, thinking he's the big man. Well, you know what, he's not, because Frodon's going to come out tomorrow and he's going to win that race. And I hope Bryony turns round, puts the finger up to the lot of them and says, fuck you all. Do you know what I mean? Because it is an absolute disgrace that nobody is saying, do you know what, Bryony, you have a bloody good point there. He should not be doing it. You read the transcripts of disgrace. Where's the journalist? The only person who has had the fucking bollocks to speak out is Graham Cunningham. And uh, he wrote a very, very, very good article, called it out for what it is. This is bullying and it's disgusting. But we're, we're led to believe that, oh, the weighing room's full of banter. You know, what about, um, remember a few years ago, certain videos flying around um, from from a jockey? Is that not like... Is that not like revenge porn or something like that? Like, it's an absolute disgrace. Nothing is ever done. In the real world, this would all be addressed differently. And I just think there's some very inflated egos. People have a massive fucking view of themselves in racing. And I just, I genuinely am at a point now where I I, I think that it may be, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in my last year of my MA. I've been doing an MA part-time. I want to go on and do the PhD I'm hoping to lecture once I've got the MA. And you know what? I might just say, racing, there's the door. And it will be sad because, obviously, I was brought up going racing. My my late dad, who I was very close to, he got me into the game and he loved the game. But I think even he would be like, Jesus Christ, what a fucking disgrace this game is these days. Um, But back to the champion chase. (laughs) I think uh, Minelendo, I don't think he'd be fully wound up. Uh, Delta work, I mean, Jesus Christ. Delta Work is a very good horse, but he's obviously got problems. He's got limitations. He's not the second coming. Galvin, I don't think he's... I think he's maybe just below the class of this lot. Ravenhill, same applies to him. Possibly even a step below Galvin. Frodon, we know what he can do. He's very brave. Get somewhere with Bryony. She gets him in a lovely rhythm. And I just think Frodon wins tomorrow. And, you know, she's too nice a person, but... You know, I'd love her to go, actually, you know what? Fuck the lot of you. Anyway, there endeth my rant, and uh, I'll let you guys carry on. <laughs> nope. I think, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do exactly the same as what I did with John at the weekend after his fabulous rant after the Gay Kellaway interview on the Sunday Sermon, if you haven't listened. I'm going to end it there. 
that was absolutely sublime, superb. Um, absolutely great opinion. It doesn't matter if you agree with it. If you don't, that's what we're here for. And that was a fantastic little rant from Catherine there on the Briony <laughs> Frost case. So it's so, so, re- really, really good. The state of racing, etc. You can see. No, this is passion. It's and, and it's passion, and this is what we like. And this is that, that was superb. So I'm going to end it there, and we up for it on absolutely pisses all over the lot of them. And um, that's all from us. So me and John are back with Lone, Lone Malvo on Sunday for the Sunday sermon. We hope you've enjoyed. Uh, me, uh, uh, John, Catherine, Andy. Uh, we love you all. Bye for now. Right, the show's over, boys. Thank you very much.